Okay, let's get started. Yesterday was Daf number Pei, number 80, and today is number 81 in Mestachas Erevin. So we're doing a review of yesterday's Daf. What did we learn yesterday? So, <clears throat> we started towards the top of the page at the Mesve. Gemara asked the question, how is it? It says, Ketzan Mishtatvin B'mavoy. And it says that you bring a barrel of wine or oil or dates or figs or any payros. And if it's yours, so then you need to be mezaket. And if it's theirs, then you need to let them know. And it needs to be lifted up from the ground, a mashuhu. So mashu sounds to us different than tefach. So what's the deal? So the Gemara explains that when we say mashu, we mean a tefach. Okay. That brought us to the next machlokas. We're talking about Shetufi Mavos. And Rav says about Shetufi Mavos that you do not need to be Zoche on behalf of the rest of the people of the Mavo. It's not necessary. It doesn't have to belong to them. Shmuel says that you do. By Iruvit Chumin, Rav says you do have to be Mizakit. You do have to, somebody has to acquire it on their behalf. And Shmuel says not necessary. So, question is. Well, Shmuel makes sense because Shmuel is going with the Lashon HaMishnah. The Lashon HaMishnah is very clear. By case of Shituvim Mavos, it says that you need to be Mezaket, Lahen Al Yidei Bino Bito, right? You have to be Mezaket with somebody else. That's what you got to do for an, an, before a Shituv. And by Erev Tchumen, it doesn't say anything. So therefore, I guess you don't have to. That's the way, that's the way Shmuel makes sense. The question is, what's Pshat and Rav? So the Gemara explains that there's actually Machlogas Tanaim over here. Rav Yudha said in the name of Rav, an interesting story. The story goes with the daughter-in-law of Rabbi Oshia that went to the bathhouse, which was out of the Tchum before Shabbos. And it got dark by the time she got out, and it was already Shabbos. And in order to help her be able to come back into the Tchum, so her mother-in-law made up made a tchum on her behalf. The case came before Rabbi Chia. Rabbi Chia says, "No, you can't rely on such a tchum." So Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi said to Rabbi Chia, "You Babylonian, why why are you being so machmir nirvin? Don't you know my father Rabbi Yossi says that you should that uh, that uh, whatever extent you can be more lenient than nirvin, you should." So the question is, what was the shail over here? It didn't explain the shail. It just said. The mother-in-law did it, and it was not acceptable. What was the problem? What was the problem that the mother-in-law did it, but she wasn't mezakit? And um, it wasn't a question of, it was the mother-in-law's food, and that's what the problem was. Um, was that it? Or, on the other hand, that wasn't the problem. The problem was is that, um, uh, was that uh, it was really her own food. So that was the concern. The problem was that uh, it, wasn't, uh, it, w- it wasn't with her knowledge. And that was the problem. So that was our suffix as to what was the problem here. And we explained that there was one of the rabbis, his name was Rabbi Yaakov, who says that I heard it b'shem Rabbi Yochanan, that was clearly the mother-in-law's food, that the, that the mother-in-law used for the Eruv, and the problem was that she wasn't mezakit to somebody else, she just put it there, and that's what the problem was. So, Reb Zerah says to, said to Reb Yaakov, the son of Bas Yaakov, when you go, when you're traveling, 
make a little bit of a detour and go to the to the Sulma Ditsor, the, 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 the ladders of, of, of Tyre, okay? And ask Rabbi Yaakov this question. What's the, what, was the, what was the case? Was it Mishal Chamosa? Was it the mother-in-law's food? And the problem was is that she wasn't Mezakit? Or was it um, her own food and it wasn't Midas? So he said, uh, they got the answer, and it was Michelle Chamosa, and it was the problem was that it wasn't Mizakit. Okay, what's the bottom line? So says Rav Nachman that the bottom line is, is that be it Eruv Tchumin, Eruv Echatzeros, Shitufa Mavos, you always need to be Mizakit. Not like, uh, basically the Chamur Dika opinion, like Rav when it comes to Tchumin, and like Shmuel, and like Shmuel, when it comes to um, when it comes to uh, sheet of mavos. So that's the that's the story. Okay. So um, the question is, um, what about erev tavshilin? Do you need to be mezaket for erev tavshilin or not? Um, for behalf of, on behalf of the other person or not. So Rav Yosef says, what kind of question? Have you not heard that which Rav Nachmar Adbar Adas, the name of Shmuel, that Erev Tavshilin needs to be Zoha? You need, if you want to do Erev Tavshilin on somebody's behalf, you have to have somebody pick it up on their behalf for, their, for them. So um, Abaye says, obviously he hadn't heard it, because had he heard it, he surely would have, he wouldn't have asked the question. Um, so they said, what do you mean? We know that it, just because you hear something doesn't mean it's automatically a fact. Because look, Shmuel is the one who says ain't this goes by by erev tchumen, and Rav says you do. Um, so we, we know that it's not it's not a, it's not always so simple. So the Gemara says no. Here it's there over there. We know it's machlok. It's Rav and Shmuel, so we don't know who says which way. So therefore, you're right. We don't know which which Allah to follow. But and we're telling us that you got to follow the chumras of both Rav and Shmuel. But uh, over here, we don't see anybody argues on Shmuel that says that, uh, that you need to be Mezake, the heir of Tavshilin. So that's the story. Okay, brought us to the next thing. The armorer of, in the neighborhood of Rav Rebbe Zera, and uh, who was a Gentile person, and they said, can you rent us your rights to the, to the public, the public area? And he, wouldn't, and he refused. So they came to Rabzera. They asked Rabzera, what's the story? So he said to them, uh, so they asked him, can we go to his wife? Maybe she's nicer. So he said, listen, this is what Rabbi Reish Lakish says, the name of a great person, namely Rabbi Hanina. The wife of a person is uh, So yes, you don't even need, you can sort of go over his head and go straight to his wife and it's fine. Story was is that there was an armor also in the neighborhood of Rav Yudah Bar Oshia, and they tried renting from him, and he said no way. And then they came to Rav Yudah Bar Oshia, and they asked, "Can we go to his wife um, when he's not home?" And he didn't have an answer. So he came before Rav Masna, also didn't have an answer. Came before Rav Yudah, and then Rav Yudah said, "Let me tell you, Shmuel says that a wife of a person can be Ma'ariv Shalomi Daito, so that's good enough here too, and therefore the answer is yes. So the Gemara asks a question, 
Sounds like that's not the case because it says Nashim she irvu v'shinistatu v'shlomi das baleyan ene ruvan iruvin shituvan shituf. Sounds like it's not that it's not acceptable if they did it without the husband's knowledge. So the Gemara says that could be um, different than here because that over here we're talking about where the person's ushering for us, meaning if they don't participate, we're stuck, and therefore um, we can uh, they can they can we, we they can be the ones who will fix it. But over there, it wasn't a situation where it was going to answer it for others uh, because they were, like, let's say, connected to two different... It was a chotzer. Rashi says it's like a chotzer between two mavoyos. They could have gone in one and not the other, so therefore that's not the same thing. Gemara says makes sense that that's the difference because otherwise you'll have a contradiction in Shmuel because Shmuel says that one person from the mavoy that normally does a shitov with everybody else... And, the, and he didn't in one week, so they can just walk into his house, help themselves to the food of the shituf, and um, even against his will. So it sounds like pretty clearly that he, only when he's, when he's used to doing so, otherwise not. But the point being is, is that he, is, uh, he answers, and you see that we make the distinction with the person is prohibiting it for everybody else, then there's more leniency for us to work out a deal to make it work. Okay. We thought we had a nice proof. We said that we can force a person to make a lechi and a korah for a mavoy. Same thing, really. Um, so the Gemara is not really the same thing. That may be uh, mechitzos. Um, you need mechitzos. It's actually to his, de- to his detriment not to have a mavoy. Um, and uh, that's the story. Um, um, so that's the story. Anyway. Um, there's a okay. Well, there's another lashon that maybe that's different over there. Is that the reason why you allow you can force a person to put up a lachy or a korah is because that's with the power of bezdin, and that's what difference. Okay. Then we saw Reb Chia Barav. She said the name of Rav that you can use an asherah tree for your lachy, and Reb Shim Ben Lakish said that you can use an asherah tree for your crossbeam for your korah. If you say Korah, surely you'd say Lachim, but if you say Lachim, maybe Korah not, because you can say it's considered like a, like as if it's burnt up, and that's why it's not acceptable. Brings us to the next thing, the Mishnah. If the food is uh, got less than the requisite amount, so that you can add to the food, and you're Mezaka the food um, as necessary, and you don't need to let everyone know about it. If there's more people that came to join, so then you add on to the food, and you have to be mezakin on their behalf, as well as you have to inform them. Because they're new people, they need to be informed. You don't need to inform people who were in the Arab from before that you plan on continuing the Arab, you just replenish the food. And you're mezakin on their behalf, because we assume that they're, unless they let us know otherwise, we assume that they're okay with it. How much food is necessary? So we said the share of the food in the Mishnah. Mishnah said that, you, that if it's many people, then all you need is two meals worth for all the people. It doesn't matter how much it breaks down per person. As long as you put aside a significant achashav amount of two meals, it's good enough. And when it's very few, so then it's a shir kigrogeres, the size of a fig for each person. Rav Yossi says that's only true in the beginning of the Erev. He disagrees with the Tanakhama. He says that the, in the beginning of the Erev, you need to start with the requisite amount. But if it, gets, if it dwindles down, 
then the, the leftovers of the Erev. So then even a, a minute amount, it does not need to need, it doesn't require a share for each person. And uh, the only reason why we do an Erev Chatseros and a Shittuvim idea that we saw earlier is that it's the children shouldn't forget about the concept of an Erev. They, they would have no exposure to an Erev if we didn't make separate Erevim from the Shittuvim Mavos. And that's the reason. Brings us to the Gemara. What are we talking about um, uh, in our Mishnah when it was Nismai to Ochav? Are we talking about that you're adding Bimin Echad, meaning you're putting back the same food that was taken? So it was Matzah, you put more Matzah in the box? Or then if that's the case, it doesn't have to be just Nismai. Even if it's totally consumed, you put a new box of Matzah, it's just as good. And if you're talking about Shnei meaning that we're switching from food A to food B, so then even Ismait would also not be good. How come? Because the price says that if the food is completely consumed and it was one min, so then you don't need to let anybody know about it. But if it's two min, meaning I'm putting some different food up as our Erev, then you need to let him know because maybe he won't want to participate if it's a different food. So you have to let him know at least. So the Gemara explains that you can answer it in either case. Either we're talking about one min, or we're talking about two mins. If we're talking about one min, when we say nismat, we mean nismatate, nismat mate, which means completely consumed, completely finished. And or we're talking about two minim, and the only time by two minim that it's no good, unless you inform them, is if it's completely finished. And over here, it's only nismat, and you just want to be matched them this year, so then it's not a problem. So that was that. That took us to the next thing, which is. If there's more people that joined in the city, you got to add more food for them. You have to be mezakir on their behalf, to give it to somebody to receive it on their behalf, as well as you have to inform them that, you know, we're making an error. I hope you're okay with it. Now, Rav Shizbi said, in Rav Chizda, this indicates that the, the friends of Rav Yehuda are arguing on Rav Yehuda. Because um, um, that's what Rav Yehuda is putting here, a qualifier. Um, uh, I mean, we'll see, because because over here we're saying that you gotta, when there's more people, you gotta add, be mezaka and be moidia. And look what Rabbi Yudah says in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yudah says, That means you don't need das. So here we're saying you do need das. There, Rabbi Yudah says we don't need das. So obviously they're arguing. So the Gemara says, yeah, why do you, what, did, what didn't you realize um, I mean, what's the Chiddush that you're saying? Oh, I guess they're arguing. I mean, what, why would I think that they're not? So the answer is, it's not so obvious. Because I might have thought that maybe the case over here is the Chatzar between two Mavals, where you want to give him one, you know, connect him to one Mavoy and not the other. You need to let him know that he's participating in this Mavoy, not the other. But when it's a Chatzar of only one Mavoy, maybe... Uh, everyone would agree to Rabbi Yudah and, um, and 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 that that it's that you don't even need to let him know. Kamash that they argue even um, that you always have to let a new person know. So that's it. Even if it's really no downside. Okay. Brings us to the next thing, which is how much. So we said, what does it mean Merubin? So Rabbi Yudah said, name Shmuel means eighteen people. Now, why do you say 18 people and not more, not more than 18? Like no, when we say 18, we mean 18 plus. What's the difference? So where do we get the number 18? So Rav Yitzchak, Breder Rav Yud, explained 
that basically, if you take Muslim Shtesudos and you subdivide it, break it into pieces, grogeres size pieces, so then everybody gets a grogeres, that's called Merupin, that's called a big group. If, uh, and then you can leave it at Muslim Shtesudos. If, um, otherwise, if, it's, if there's going to be more left over, so then it's a muat, there's less people. And you don't need a full Muslim Shtei Sudos. So the bottom line is the maximum you'll ever need is Muslim Shtei Sudos. And the minimum is Grogeris, the Chalachas, depending on how few, pe- how few people live in this uh, area, in the neighborhood. And what teaches you, by the way, is that the Muslim two Sudos is exactly 18 Grogeris full. And that's the story, and that is where we left off yesterday. And we're going to take it from the Mishnah into today's daf.